Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Unspoiled, episode 252, A Feast for Crows, chapter 30. Jamie, Lancel, Osmond Kettleblack, and Moonboy. One down, two to go. Welcome to Unspoiled. All right. Howdy. We're back with Jamie. Jamie? Jamie. Jamie. Hello, Jamie. Wow, that's too much. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. Derry's place. Wait, what? You don't know that song? No. Face to face? Oh my god. I don't even know what to say to you. I can't even look at you right now. It's so who famous. is it by? What is it? I don't even I can't even look at you. All right, fine. Okay, Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> now that's going to be in my head for the rest of the day. So Jamie goes to visit Lancel. He's supposed to be going to fight the Tullys, clear out the the River Run, right? That's the plan. <laughs> clear out the River Run. Yeah, he's to run him out of the river. Yep. But he's get, he's making a side a pit stop. Yep. Over at Derry, sees Kaz. <laughs> Why do you call it cause? Because that's what he says in the book. I always C-O-Z. just think of it as cause. I know, it's a cause. Oh, that's awful. Um, because, He's got a Boston accent. Because like, yo, what up, cause? is just like, it's ridiculous. What up, cause? Like, what up, G? I mean, while these up, guys Lancel? are basically gangsters, as far as I'm concerned, hereditary gangsters, um, yeah, cause just seems so informal. I like it. I personally. like Cos because <laughs> I think it's derived from Cosby. All right, we are just not on topic at all. Oh man, I'm sorry, everybody. By the way, for serenading you twice already in this episode. Um, <laughs> so, what did you think overall of the uh, of the chapter? I thought it was good. I liked it. Okay. Um, simple end of podcast. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, it told a little. It had a narrative. It like kind of kept to a linear structure where there wasn't a whole lot of like 
kind of like last chapter where there's a lot of stuff going on, but there's not a, like a lot of remembering stuff and then going back. There's a little bit, but right. Some of those Cersei chapters, she just talks to ten people. Like, they get so confusing because everything lacks like a uh, an order that it really takes place in. Hmm. Interesting. Um. All right. So he shows up at the castle and the doors are locked. And when he when they finally come inside, the uh, guy who greets him is like, "Oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> um, we didn't know you were. Which, were you planning on coming here? Also, we don't have enough food for you guys." He's like, "Don't worry about it. They'll stay outside. I'll come in." Yeah, there's signs around the castle that some good management has taken place. They're rebuilding stuff. Like stuff is getting done. There are patrols guarding the people who are farming. Right. But then when he actually gets there, it doesn't it doesn't seem like they're that organized. Yeah, it seems like um, it's it's odd. It's like whoever's been put in charge seems to be doing a good job. But the guy who uh, is actually supposed to be in charge, Lancel, doesn't want anything to do with any of it. Well, not to skip ahead too much, but my theory is because Kevin Lannister had been there. Right. Probably got a lot of these projects started. And then we find out later fought with lancel and took off and did his own thing right so i'm guessing that kevin being the practical guy that he is was like all right let's get this house in shape and then eventually was like you know what fuck this yeah and when jamie comes in he's actually thinking about kevin and uh he says that kevin should be tommen's hand and he is annoyed at cersei as are all of us readers not me liar (laughs) i like i'm just like man i like to watch the world burn fictionally fair um so he gets brought to well first of all i like the little detail of pia who is with them being like this is like a little toy castle what the fuck is this bullshit because she's grown up at heron hall which is like the most massive it is like a joke castle yeah and he gets led up to his uh room and he realizes that this is like the lord and ladies chambers and and he's like i didn't mean to put lancel out of his room and the guy's like, well, he sleeps in the sept mostly. And Jamie's like, seriously, dude, you need to get this chick pregnant. What are you doing? Yeah, this is one of the first signs that Lancel has changed a lot. Yeah. Um, also, all like the this place has been sacked like a couple times. So even though it's like a nice castle, all the furnishings are new and um, shitty. Yeah. Everything is kind of like the stables and everything are all new timber, rough hewn. Things are not. Uh, things haven't melded yet. And his... You know how things meld once they've been like... Well, I mean, he's got a straw cot in there. Like, that's never going to meld into something nice. I meant the buildings, not the furniture. But okay. yeah, I get what you're saying. I'm talking about furniture. But he... I really liked... He, he's uh, taking a bath. And Pia's in there. And even though she's got her teeth busted, he's like... Oh, damn. She looks good. <laughs> and he has to, like, sit down in his bath and be like, walk away, Pia. Walk away, Pia, please. Don't look at me right now. I was kind of uh, frustrated with him, honestly, because I'm sure that she would totally bone him if he asked her to. She was, like, all about it when he was at Heron uh, Hall last time. Yep. And, she, I mean, when she was about to bone him at Heron Hall last time, he didn't have a hand then either, did he? No, uh, no. So it doesn't matter to her. So uh that's not the problem. The pro- well, I was about to say he doesn't want to do it because he's like kind of loyal to Cersei, right? I think the problem is that this woman has been like so 
damaged. 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 Um, I just think that like... If that's one, the problem, then why does he tell the other guy, go ahead and take her if you want her? I think for him, it's like... I think his feelings, even though he gets like aroused, I don't think he's into her at all. And I don't think he wants to like get that kind of started. I also think like there's something about like he maybe is more like uh like a protector type figure toward like Okay. He would rather think of her maybe as like a daughter, daughter sister, even though he doesn't really. Yeah. I mean I get what you're saying and I'm not actually saying that he should have slept with Pia specifically, but I just wish that he would sleep with somebody to break the fact that he has only slept with Cersei in his life. Like I just want some kind of confirmation that he is officially leaving Cersei behind. And I don't feel like that's happened. And I really just want him to do that and like, you know, open his eyes a little bit. And it would be so amazing if he slept with somebody else and then realized how great the sex was and that Cersei sucked in bed or something. That would be kind of fun. But what if it was bad and it was like, oh, I don't want that. I don't know. I kind of think (laughs) Jamie needs to, he's going, well, actually, technically, he's supposed to be celibate anyway, which we're ignoring. That's true. Because he always has. But um, <laughs> Nice. They all do. They all ignore it. Yeah, but I don't know. I think maybe he needs to focus his energies on like, handling the situation at hand, and then he can go get laid. Uh, Brendan, you're so dull. Sure. Yep. <laughs> yep, I just want a monomaniacal quest for revenge. I'm boring. Well, in any case... Uh, his man at arms, is it? I can't remember the guy's name. Peck. Uh, he comes in and is, you know, kind of like moon-eyed over Pia as she walks out. And Jamie's like, do you want her? And he gets all like stuttery and he's just says something like, well, there's nowhere for us to go. And Jamie is just like, oh, well, I'm going to be gone for a couple hours. You can totally use my bed. And I was like, all right, Jamie. He's the cool boss that everybody wishes they had. <laughs> cool Uncle Jamie. <laughs> Go out and smoke some weed on your break. I don't care as long as you come back. You're just making French fries, bro. No one's gonna die. Nobody gives a shit. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well said. I'm like, there's not too much to these people quite now. Um, though there might be in the future. Also, um. As they're walking down the hallway to his room to begin with, there's all these like marks where there used to be tapestries hanging up. Uh, yeah. And uh, Jamie remembers coming down when they were first going with Robert to Winterfell and that the marks were still there because the hangings had been taken down. And Tyrion paid one of the guys to let them into the basement where all of the tapestries were being stored and they were covered with scenes about the Targaryens and dragons and whatnot. Yeah, because the dairies are like... Uh closely related to the Targaryens, right? They, like, kind of married into their family, I feel like. I think so at one point, yeah. I remember the in Dunkin' Egg, like, they're doing that big Targaryen tournament at Lord Derry's castle. Right, right, right. And I feel like there's kind of a long... And there's also, like, there's some history about these two families, the Derry's and, like, the Nightshades or the Nightingales or whatever the fuck ever. They were earlier this chapter. I don't remember that. That there was this whole thing where one of them fought to the end and Duskendales... There was something about night. I don't know. Okay. There was some history about Darien and Targaryens. They go oh, way back. Oh, wait, wait. Do you mean um, the story that we find out from Brienne's POV in Maidenpool? Uh, I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Was that them? I didn't realize that. Where they they take the king hostage and like... Right, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to look into that because I didn't remember that connection. Um, And then 
he goes to dinner with I think her name is Amory. Uh, Amory Lorch. I know it's like of. I keep wanting to say Amory because that's basically what it looks like. Um, let's call her Amory. Just to <laughs> sure. Just to keep it a little Amory. Or let's call her Amy. I'll call her Amy. How's that? Okay, Lady Lancel. Um, she. Do you remember who she is? Because she's mentioned in the uh, epilogue of the last book. The guy who gets hanged. Right. Well, I, I noticed they specifically mentioned that's his daughter. Right. I don't remember if he said anything about her and his POV, but I remember him. And they, they clearly mentioned how he got hung by a, a lady in a hood. Yeah. He um is thinking about his daughter who was caught with not one, but three stable boys. Uh, and that she like had gone through like two husbands and... When her first husband died, they were her, you know, the stable boys are really happy to have her back. And that makes a lot of sense because she's flirting her ass off with like every male at the table. Here. Right. <laughs> yeah, man. Lancel really got a bum deal, huh? Well, I guess, I guess the deal is she's got some dairy blood in her. This is the dairy. It's, it's a very profitable holding to mm-hmm. have. And they need something to make it work. And plus it's something for the phrase. So, yeah, I think, um, Lancel is in such bad shape physically that it was going to be hard to find a good bride for him to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then the Freys are uh, basically because of what they did for the Lannisters at the Red Wedding. I'm sure that a lot of the deals that were made were uh, marriages. Yeah, of and course. this bride was probably picked out first because he was like, I can't do anything with her. We've got to have something figured out. So, uh, package so, yeah. deal. Lancel's got saddled with her, so to speak. Um, but it, I like, don't, I don't think he's ever slept with her at all. I don't get the impression. No, it seems like that's not the case. Um, but yeah, they're talking about the outlaws and everything else. And, uh, she is just like fawning over this guy who says that he's going to bring her somebody's head. Oh, yeah. Cause there's some, there's one guy who's not there who she's like talking about. And then there's this other guy, like Strongbore. Yeah, his face? That's, he's like trying to get in on that action. She's like, yeah, totally. <laughs> Bring me some heads. Um, and then they, and they talk about wolves as well, and actual like four legged wolves, not right. You know. Yeah, there's no more uh, Stark men running around. It's just four legged wolves. And they also talk about Sandor Clegane. Oh yeah, the salt pans. And they specifically mention that everyone's seen his armor, right? And Jamie's like, this doesn't sound like Sandor Clegane. Yep. And, uh, He's like, this sounds like his brother. Yeah, but they're not the same, which is kind of nice that Jamie like is one of the few people who recognizes the difference between the Clegane brothers because everybody seems to think they're both like equally as bad as each other. Right. Is Sandor it, is not like that. Is it possible that somehow they like it doesn't make any sense to me, but because he's like it's more like Gregor, could they have swapped dead Sandor for live? Gregor somehow and then like had him be dead that doesn't work at all what well like because Gregor his skull got sent away and we saw him get poisoned and yell a lot but we hadn't seen him for a long time right Sandor we think died right when Arya left him there so if someone if Gregor lived and they swapped them and then Gregor's wearing the helm as Sandor attacking people and it's Sandor's skull they're sending instead of Gregor's. Wow. It's kind of a stretch. It's kind of a stretch? It's completely like, there's no way. I changed my mind. It's exactly what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. It's a real uh, 
you know, Prince and the Pauper, except it's like uh, the maniac and the other maniac. Um, and we also find out that Beric Dondarrion is rumored to not be with the uh, Brotherhood Without Banners anymore. Right. The, the lady is on the water. She's in charge. The woman in the cloak whose face is terrible to look upon. Yeah. Uh, I really want to see more of this Lady Stoneheart. I want to see more of her. They don't use her name. They don't call her Stoneheart in this one, though. No, they don't. But, you know, that's like what she goes by, I guess. That's what other people call her. I shouldn't say she goes by. She's like, hey, call me Lady Stoneheart. She doesn't talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she has a sign. Um, oh, man. It's on her. It's on her robes. She wears a name tag. It's just a picture Hello. of a stone and a heart. <laughs> um, so uh, Amy wants Jamie to stay and deal with the outlaws. And uh, Lyle says that he's going to deal with them after he's done with River Run. But then they start talking about how Beric can't be killed, et cetera, et cetera. Blah, blah, blah. So some people say he's not with them anymore. And others are like, well, why wouldn't he be? He can't be killed. So he's probably just like in hiding or something. What do you think? Do you think he's dead? Uh, This is like useless information because like the main thing we know about Dundaran is that people... At all times, they say he's alive and dead at the same time. Do, so you, the, do you think the situation has changed at all, or do you think it's pretty much the same as it's been? Um, I'm going to predict... I mean, it could be either one. He could have died, and Kalen could have taken over, and even maybe, like, wrested power from him somehow. I imagine we find out in the next book, like, what's going on over there. Ah. But I'm going to guess that... Um, Let's just say that they uh, maybe him and Thoros split off for some reason. Okay, and they're doing their own thing. Um, so after Sir Lyle, who I guess is the one that goes by the name Strongbore, uh, he says he's going to hunt down the, the Hound and all of this. Basically, anybody who's causing any trouble, he's like, I'll deal with them right. personally. Yeah. Um, and then Jamie accidentally knocks over his wine glass and gets all embarrassed and pissy. And decides that he's going to go to the Sept to see Lancel. Because hey. Lancel's not eating with him because he's fasting. Yep. <sighs> Lancel, you are insufferable. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. He's just like a ruined man. Like, he's he's done. Yeah. He's cooked. Yeah, it's sort of like it gets to a point where it's like, what's the point of you even being alive anymore? What are you even doing? Just kill yourself. <laughs> just get out of our faces. Wow, a harsh treatment of religion from the time. <laughs> Well, if you're not going to eat, faith is the only nourishment I need. If you're not going to eat, you're not going to have sex with your wife. You're going to sleep in the sept and ignore all of your responsibilities to the people that have been given to you for protection. And you're basically everything that has to do with being a human being and staying alive. You're just going to shun. Then you may as well be dead. What's the point? Yeah. Take that Gandhi. That's what I say. Shut up. Gandhi was doing it for something. Lance is not doing it for anything. Maybe he is. You ever think about that? I did. And I couldn't think of anything. Maybe he's doing Lancel disobedience. Oh, that was bad. Yeah, I know. Um, So when he rolls over to the Saps, there's like a bunch of sparrows guarding the door. Yeah, who are like, we don't give a fuck who you are. You aren't yeah. going in. They were really rude. They were, The sparrows are notoriously rude. <laughs> Two chapters in, that's the main thing I know about them. Right. Rude. They're also all tooled up and not uh, not afraid to, you know, kind of wave a weapon at a knight. Tooled up. Yeah. It's funny. Um, So Lancel finally comes out and is like, dude, let him in. It's fine. And he's wearing... 
rough spawn and his head the crown of his head has been shaved mm-hmm. so he's like doing the the classic monk thing yeah um and jamie comes in and basically they get into an uh a discussion about what the fuck happened why aren't you dealing with any of the responsibilities why aren't you sleeping with your wife and um lancel's like basically not answering any of the questions it's like come pray with me I'm like oh my god dude evidently him and kevin got in an argument so that's why kevin left and uh he says that he's sleeping in the sept because it gives him visions yep yeah he's becoming a weird like ascetic uh weirdo <laughs> but he's not really bringing anyone else along for the trip and um he i think basically like being wounded is kind of what caused this change and he re-examined his life and now right. he's like dedicating it all to faith and he thinks of himself as like a sinner before he's tortured by guilt for killing the king and fucking the queen. <laughs> um, I got distracted by that for some reason. <laughs> it's distracting. Oh, and yeah, actually, when I said I don't think he slept with her at all, I forgot that he actually tells Jamie that he hasn't specifically so he can set her aside later and it won't be an issue. You forgot about that. Um, But yeah, so this was the real reason Jamie's even here. Because he wants to confront Lancel about it. I don't know if he like even wants to confront him. He just wants to know if it's true or not. And it doesn't really become a confrontation. He's like, did you? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, oh boy. Yeah. And it's interesting, like, he's. it doesn't even seem like he's mad about it. I mean, obviously, Lancel is in such a state. He's punished himself more than Jamie could at this point for mm-hmm. what he's done. Um, and Jamie, I think, after everything that's gone down with Cersei, is really starting to see her for what she is and is less... I think it's just he just wanted confirmation that what he is beginning to see about her is actually true. And when he thinks back to when she said, I've lied to you a thousand times, he's like, maybe that was the only true thing that she's ever said to me. Yeah, I mean, he's clearly, he's already been, things between them have been so contentious. It's not like he wasn't hurt before. Mm -hmm. And he already basically believed this was probably true. But this is just like confirming it's true for real. It just makes him feel like a fool. He's like, um, yeah, he's not upset at Lancel, like, because he's Lance, like who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah, and Jamie's like, well, why, why did you do it? Like, really? And he was like, well, she wanted comfort, etc. But then it comes down to the truth, which is, I wanted to be you. Yep. <laughs> he said, "God's help me. I wanted to be you." And right. Jamie starts laughing, but yeah, I mean, Jamie, I think it's easy for us all to forget how he was like the epitome of masculinity of everything that every guy wanted to be. And with everything that's changed and us being in his POV and knowing a lot more about him and how like weird his relationship is with Cersei and everything, we can be like, Ooh, guys, he is not something that you want to aim for. But you know, everyone else from the outside was like, you know, he's the best fighter. He's gorgeous. He's tall and whatever. Strong. Wait. All right. Let's pause this for a second because I just realized, because he's saying, I slept with the queen because I wanted to be you. Right. So he already knew that Jamie was fucking his sister. Uh, probably. I mean, 
I guess that if he was asked to kill Robert, he must have been let in on what was going on. Nah, I don't assume that that's the case. But I mean, I wouldn't assume that that's the case. But he must know for him to say that, because otherwise, you wouldn't say like, "Yeah, I fucked your sister because I wanted to be you." Like, yeah, that doesn't make sense, right? Yeah, that's not something that occurred to me, sir. And that like that when that happened, when like because Lancel started having sex with Cersei while Jamie was captured. So that was way earlier than like that knowledge was kind of common and out there. Right. So um interesting to know. Yeah. Just a little <laughs> Well, um I feel like there was something else about him sleeping with her that I found interesting. He never came inside her. Well, we know that because that's been just discussed ad nauseum. I really hate it. Uh, I don't want to know about Lancel's com. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Then why do you have that website, Lancel.com? Yeah. Um, here's the. You're uh, dead to me. I do like that he's like, I didn't come inside her, so it wasn't treason. <laughs> like, right? Do you? They don't know about science, babe. They don't understand. No, that's not my. That's like like a blowjob isn't cheating. Like <laughs> it's just like a weird. Oh wait, it is. Oh shit! Podcast <laughs> over. <laughs> dun dun. Um. Yeah, like that's the kind of thing that no one believes, but they like tell themselves. Yeah, totally. Self-deception. Right. Rationalization. Yeah. Um, And then he says that he's going up to King's Landing the next day to pledge his sword to the warrior's sons. And Jamie's like, wait, what, whoa, 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 what? And Lance is like, yeah, uh, Cersei gave them leave to arm themselves. Well, Tommen gave them leave. Oh, right. Of course. And Jamie's like, wait, this sounds bad. This sounds not good. And he doesn't really like think through that very much. But even somebody like Jamie, who doesn't tend to think things through all that much, immediately cottoning on that this is like probably a potential issue. Yeah. Cersei. Well, I mean, because everyone's like he mentions at this time. There's just like there are so many sparrows. They're everywhere. Like they're not going to have enough food to feed them all. Like. Cersei mentions it in King's Landing, like they're omnipresent. Right. And now they have weapons. Yup. It's, uh, yeah, it, things are going to get weird. <laughs> I just think back to like when I first was reading these books and how much I missed. Like when this whole thing goes on and Cersei gives them leave to arm themselves, I was so, I was so like uninterested in anything to do with the sept and religion oh, yeah? that I basically was just like, Oh, whatever. Next page. I did not like stop to think about what it meant at all. And that's like, it happens to me so often during these books. Like I just going back through it with you again, I'll see something that should have been more than a red flag. Right. It should have been a flashing neon sign. And I just like totally ignored it. Cause I was more interested in like the juicy, emotional gossipy type parts of the story mm-hmm. but then like the more political intriguing stuff i tended to not either i didn't pay attention to it at the outset or i would try to follow it but people's names and all this stuff would get me so mixed up that i would wound up giving up and hmm. just be like well i guess i'll find out later what it means because i can't fucking tell now interesting i always do that with like mysteries and stuff like yeah sherlock holmes i'm just like yeah it's dirt or something he'll tell me when we're done (laughs) it's dirt or something but um like i never try to solve the puzzle but with these books i really like like the machinations are my favorite right i want to know what all the little yeah you're the one that's like it's 
pretty good for us to be doing this together because I'm the one that's more into the emotional aspects of it. Whereas you're like, well, who gives a shit about that? I want to <laughs> know who's going to be the vice chancellor of the war of. Yep. Keep going. Fat pigs. Yeah. No, I do. <laughs> there weren't any clues to that in this chapter, but I'm holding out for the next Arya. Um, so Jamie leaves the sept at this point and he goes to meet up with Mr. Payne out in the woods again. In Major Payne. <laughs> Major Payne. Um, and he tells a story that's just so charming. About uh, fucking Cersei and Robert's guest oh, in the bed that he's... Uh, Staying in? Yep. Yeah. And that Robert is drunk on the floor oh, right. at yeah, the yeah, time. Yeah. And then... Put her right on top of Robert's belly and did his business. And Cersei yelled, I want, while they were having sex. And he thought that she was saying that she want him. She wanted him. And now he realizes that what she was saying was that she wanted Arya dead. And... Uh, I find that so weird. <laughs> What, that she would yell about wanting Arya dead while they're having sex? That I can understand, but just that she's like, I want, I want. And he's like, she wants my dick. And she's never Maybe she finished yelled, I sense. want, and then he started to kiss her and cut her off or something. Oh, oh yeah. all right. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense. In the book, it just kind of sounded like she was going, I want, I want. <laughs> Uh, what what do you I just, want i love the idea that cersei like devolves into baby talk <laughs> during sex like she can't formulate sentences like like i do uh i do think though that it totally matches up with her her mo which is to use sex to manipulate people so if she is like asking for something mid-orgasm basically he'll give her whatever she right. wants and he even says that he said that if she had actually finished the sentence and said that she wanted Arya dead, that he would have gone out or actually says he did go out looking for Arya Mm -hmm. and that Ned's people found her first. And that was the only reason that she wasn't dead. It's true. Whoa, Jamie. Yeah. Well, I mean, he already almost killed one star kid. Like what's another? I guess so. Drop in the bucket. It's just amazing. The amount of control that she has over him. He would do literally anything for her if she asked him to not now, evidently, but at the time, I mean, he was completely wrapped up in her and it's easy Literally. for us, uh, <laughs> but it's easy for us to like hear everything from his perspective from a while back and think that maybe she used to be really in love with him. And then things started to change once she was with Robert and got more paranoid. But I'm wondering if she ever no, really was. So. You don't think so? I mean, I don't know. I don't doubt that she had like some level of affection for him, but like Cersei is like a psychopath basically. Mm. I don't think she ever, uh, I have strong doubts she ever put his concerns over hers. Okay. Even if she did like feel something like love for him in her mind. Fair. Yeah. (laughs) Well, so, uh, that was, that was revealing. It was. is the word. Yeah. And I I found nothing surprising about Cersei, like wanting, like asking for shit or like being so focused on something to talk about during sex. Mm Mm-hmm. Just like the way it was kind of put out there, like she didn't finish her sentence was what surprised me. She's never afraid to tell you what she wants, usually. That's true. Not one of her character traits. <laughs> nope. Um, yes, this this chapter, like it's a good chapter and I thought there was a lot of uh, interesting little bits in it, but it's definitely weird. It just feels like very detached from a lot of the rest of the story. You know what I mean? Uh, 
Well, I mean, it is kind of like going back and digging through past stuff, I guess. True. A good bit. I like the kind of bit at the end where it, like, he starts just telling Ellen Payne shit because he knows he can't tell anybody. Yeah. Um, and his weird like laughing reactions. Yeah, his clacking sound that he makes. Yeah. I want to hear somebody without a tongue laugh. Is that really what it sounds like? Let's go down to the kitchen. We'll find out. It's uh, it's so interesting to me, like if there's that there's so many people in this world that haven't got tongues. Yeah, they're really like a disposable thing. Yeah, evidently. Doesn't it? It it makes it hard to eat. I would imagine, right? Yeah. Huh. Use your tongue for a surprising amount of shit. (laughs) Yeah, you do. Uh, 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 Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's like something I didn't think of. But the Mirish woman, the uh, dusky woman is, I don't think she's Mirish, but dusky is, has no tongue. So I don't think that she'd be able to give such a great head. That's a shame. Why would you rip out the tongue of a sex worker? Well, I think there's a <laughs> <laughs> When you're enslaving people Questions for I'm sex, asking. why would you do that? Um... I wanted to cover a couple things that we missed in the last episode. Old business? Old business. Okay, are we turning over to old business now? Yes. Okay. Um, so the dude who blew the horn that Euron brings to the king's moot yes. died. And yeah. when they cut him open, his lungs were burned black and like soot. What do you think Pretty of that? Pretty crazy is what I think that is. You had an argument with me about the fact that the horn was going to be some sort of source of power for Euron. And I said something like, well, he's going to be the one that has to blow it then because otherwise the dragons are going to pay attention to the person who blew it, Mm -hmm. but he can't do it. And you were like, why can't he blow it? And I said, well, because obviously it hurt the guy who did it. He started bleeding. And you were like, yeah, but it's probably going to go away. But it didn't go away. He died. Oh, look, the girl who read the book ahead of time knows the answers. (laughs) Well, I guess you were right. Very smug. Um, Yeah. Well, I guess the options are maybe... I mean, I guess for it to make any sense, it has to be either two, two things. Either the horn is something you blow that doesn't control the dragons, but maybe either hurts them or like opens up dragon eggs or something. Okay. Or uh, someone who can blow the horn and not be hurt, like say a Targaryen okay. who has immune to flame. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to say Daenerys can bl- probably blow that horn. Be just fine. But she's already got control of her dragon, so what does she get out of it? I don't know. But it came from Valeria, so maybe it was made for people who are fireproof. Hmm. Okay. Uh, next point of business is that Euron says that he found a dragon's egg, and he asked this guy to make it hatch. And the guy said, yeah, give me all this gold in a year. And then he got impatient before the year was up and killed the guy. And threw the egg in the ocean during one of his dark moods so he says <laughs> right do you think he really threw the egg away and if so do you think that it hatched under the water and is now a kraken uh that second part <laughs> that's not how biology works for stars <laughs> it wasn't a kraken egg um i'm gonna kraken eggs later <laughs> um I mean, I, I don't know. I don't even know if this guy even had a dragon egg. If we're wondering if he threw it away, maybe he didn't even have one. You ever think about that? Maybe he's just a fucking liar. Maybe he is. Um, Why would he lie about it, though? Well, here's the thing. If he lies about not having it, he makes himself look less mysterious and powerful. But if he lies about having had one, more mysterious and powerful. And what does he want to be is that thing that I said. <laughs> 
Okay. Interesting. I like it. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, maybe. I like the idea of people just like lying about shit that happened to them that's like really of no consequence now. They're like, yeah, I used to have millions of dollars. I totally did. I lost it all. So now I'm poor, but are, I had it for a while. Are you kidding me? You don't know people like that? No. People, oh man, that's like the people are always like, oh yeah, I totally did that like amazing thing. Well, having done like an, done an amazing thing, like an experience, but right. just saying you had something and now you don't is just so like no, boring it's like, to me. Yeah, I had a million dollars. I fucking burnt it because I don't give a goddamn. You'd be like, holy shit, if that person's telling the truth, they're crazy. They're the joker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is basically what you're on who, according to your theory about slave taking, wants profits, but he takes a dragon egg which is extremely valuable and just throws it in the ocean doesn't make sense hmm. liar okay fair liar <laughs> you've been called out yeah more like you're on crow's lie <laughs> <laughs> all right eagle high five eagle high five Thanks for listening to this episode of Unspoiled. Come to our blog and chat with us at unspoiledpodcast.com. Don't forget to check out the first episode of my new Gilded Eagle series, Natasha Watches Firefly. First episode today. And come to our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash unspoiledpod, and tweet at us at unspoiledshow. Thanks, everyone, and we will see you tomorrow with a new chapter. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW void or prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry Ooh, a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details